0: Hey, everybody, this is Sean Peck from Death Dealer. You are listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast, the best. How are you, man? Everything sucks. Really? No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) It's summer. Things are starting to open up. It can't be that bad.
0: No, it's good, man. Every day you're alive is, is good. The way, the way I'm looking at it these days, when you get older, man, you're just like, hey, man, I got another day.
1: I got out of bed and I can move. Yep, I'm with you. <laughs> Where are you located? San Diego. Oh, okay. Way out there.
0: Otherwise known as
1: paradise. Yeah, I've been there a few times. I like it.
0: Cool, I'm in, cool, man.
1: I'm in Richmond, Virginia, so the opposite side of the world from you.
0: Nice, Virginia.
1: Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a little hot today. In the it's about one hundred and two right now. But
0: fuck yeah, you guys
1: don't get that there, right? You're in like the eighties all year round.
0: We're just like you walk out, it's sunny and seventy five, and you're like, oh, another perfect day. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> what's all these weather problems people are talking about? We're like, we well, can, I can't even relate to it. Yeah, that's great.
1: Anyway, let's talk about Death Dealer. Yeah. So how did it all come about? Because you've got a pretty good. uh cast of characters
0: it was um Stu Marshall the guitar player from Australia um basically we kind of became friends I did a song for him on his he was doing these albums called Empires of Eden and he had all these different singers like an impressive array of you know guest vocalists from Mm -hmm. Udo to Ralph Sheepers to everybody right and um you know, he had me sing on a song. And, of course, the song I did was the best. I mean, I go through the And um, we kind of, you know, we kind of hit it off, you know, Skype talking across the globe. And, um, you know, they was like, hey, man, do another song. And then, um, yeah, cool. But you know, I was always reluctant about being in, in more than one band because with Cage, I had everything that I, um, I could want, you know, it's right. like, I don't really need any side bands. I got everything I need. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but the cage drummer is now the KK's priest drummer. I don't know if you knew that.
1: I didn't know that, but it's funny. I just talked to uh, Tim Ripper the other day about okay. KK's priest. Yeah.
0: Did he, did he tell, did he mention anything about the new three tremors album? He mentioned something about it, but not much else. <laughs> yeah, it's done. It's, it's killer. I, we can't wait to get that one out. Um. Anyways. So, um, you know, one night, I, I think we had a couple drinks, and we were Skyping, and like, dude, we, he, he called me up, he's like, we gotta make a band called Death Dealer, just from the name. Right. And I go, I go, dude, that name's gotta be taken, he's like, no, man, it's just, there's only this one old band from Canada back in wherever, and they're inactive, and I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a, a kick-ass name, and I went, and I looked it up on the trademark registry, and it was available, I'm like, fuck. So, um... Then we just started joking around, like literally like talking now, like we are going, okay, who who could we get for the ultimate all-star lineup? Or like, okay, we need KK Downing as the other guitar player. Right. And like, nah, fuck, he'll never we'll never be able to get a hold of him. And they're like, well, and he so Stu's a huge man of war fan. He's like, well, what about Ross the boss? And I'm not really a man of war fan at all. So and I was friends with Ross on Facebook, and we had messaged back and forth some stuff. And I, you know, Cage was dragged into that man of war world pretty deeply. That man of war, you know, Joey DeMaio was blowing smoke up our ass for like three years. He, you right. know, we were signed into the label. We were going to be the next big thing. They he had us play a few festivals with them. And then me and Joey just got into big screaming matches. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I had no real respect for him because I was not a man of war worshiper. Right. You know, I was just a businessman and, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm kind of dabble in real estate. And so I was coming at it from a business perspective. Right. Anyway, that blew up, but that's kind of, you know, I kind of got in with Ross and met him and the infrastructure uh, through that. And then, so I, so I was just, I typed up Ross on the messenger, like, Hey man, let me ask him to join our band right now. <laughs> Boom. And he, and actually he was like the third guy first we called Rhino uh the the ex-man award drummer he's like yeah man i'll do it that sounds cool man and then so i'm like okay well we got it we're just joking we had like not even really thinking about doing a band so we're like oh we got a drummer then i'm like who's a bass player that like anyone would give a shit about you know and we're going through these names and and he had just hung out with mike davis who's you know the old bass player from halford and lizzie borden oh yeah okay um and so we're like so i hit up mike he's like yeah dude i'll do it i'm like shit we got a bass player and a drummer then we hit up ross and i go hey rhino's in the band he's like oh rhino i'm in and then we're just like it literally within like 45 minutes of just typing people like we have this internet band (laughs) 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 together. we're like oh fuck dude i guess we gotta write some songs now and like it was that's literally how it started and then a few months later we had an arena tour where we were, you know, opening for the metal all-stars and just 10 packed arenas across Eastern Europe and Moscow. And we're, we're just, dude, we just jumped to the front of the line. We just put this band together. Right. And, uh, and it was really fun. It was just weird that this, the chemistry was, was uh, fantastic. And the songs were fun. And we put that first Warmaster album together and Ross loved playing. And I, by playing with him learned the appreciation for ross and what like the magic that is ross the boss at first i'm like hey he's just some guitar player you know and then when you play with him you're like dude that guy pulls like like melodies out of his ass later like- like, it's incredible yeah so um that's kind of how it came about. And now we're like literally about to finish the fifth album. You know, we've been doing nothing but writing during the uh, the COVID time, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. No, that's,
1: that's fine. But so how are you guys writing? Is it all internet? It's got to be all internet based, right? Because you're not in the same, even in the same continent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it's just, you know, me and Stu, you know, my Friday and, and my Saturday mornings, he's a day ahead. You know, he wakes, it's like It'll be like two o'clock, Pacific time. You know, he's waking up, getting his coffee, and that's when he likes to jam. and And we just we'll be on. We use the Facebook Messenger video now. We'll be on the video for like two hours. I'll go. What about going like You know, and I'll be to that, and he'll and and he can like he's so quick at production. He was like, hold on a second. Low throws it in, drags a drum loop in, and we got like. You know, we're, we became. He calls us the McCartney and Lennon of heavy metal because um, <laughs> that's great. And then you know, Ross, you know, writes some songs too and throws them in there. I write a lot of. St- I write a lot of. I'll hit him with just a straight vocal melody and lyrics, and I'll hit him with some riffs too that he'll translate. So I'm. I'm. It's it's me and and Stu primarily, but um, I don't the the Skype writing is you know when he's got a guitar and he can instantly translate them. Into his into his system, uh, it's like being in the same room. The same room, you know, it really is. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's pretty amazing. So you mentioned lyrics. Let's talk about Twenty Two Gone. How did that come about?
0: So that's Stu sent deep. me like Stu sent me that acoustical piece, and like I heard it, and immediately I came up with that verse melody, and I was like, oh fuck, I gotta okay, I gotta sing some of this. I love the I love the verses and that. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, okay, I got the melody. Like, what the fuck am I going to sing about now? Like, you know, I'm in however many hundreds of songs I've written. And I'm like, okay, fuck, what am I going to say? I've covered I see. I haven't done a Bigfoot song yet. We haven't covered, you know, I've done UFOs. Like all the conspiracies are handled. You know, I've done all the war, you know, like, what am I going to do this? And I I can't remember how, you know, it, it just, it came to me like, this is, I need to, Um, write something super super depressing it was like as a kind of almost as a joke and challenging myself I'm like I want to write like the most bummer out bummed out (laughs) song that I can write Ross calls it the most depressing song in heavy metal history he is like (laughs) firmly like you know we nail that's his favorite song on the album and um, I you know somehow thought of the soldier suicide thing and started you know doing some research and like 22, I was like, 22 American soldiers a day commit suicide? I'm like, that can't be right. It just sounded so uh, outrageous. Yeah. And then I started doing all this research. I was like, holy shit. So kind of came up with a title and, and, you know, literally sang it and wrote the lyrics within an hour and tracked the whole, I mean, that's the, the way I do songs is like, I'll have music and the first time the recording on the album is literally the first time I ever sang the song oh really i don't there's no i don't do scratch tracks um it's not one take or anything but it's like i write the lyrics and sing it as i go along and like i just lay the final vocal in that that's with like everything i've done for the last few years which wow. is it. i started thinking about how crazy it was like dude all the fine, the records are the first time i ever sang this thing so wow that's kind of i don't know if other people do that but that's that's kind of how um we've been doing it and um Yeah, it came out, you know, super freaking powerful and, uh, you know, I don't write a lot of, uh, you know, I got enough problems where I don't want to get too in touch with my emotions during heavy metal. It's supposed to be a nice escape and, um, you know, uplifting and shit. I don't write a bunch of downer songs, but when I do, man, I uh, freaking, when I I write a love song or I write some depression, man, I I freaking, I strike gold with that shit
1: what's been the reaction to that song have i mean i imagine the outpouring is probably pretty strong right
0: well you know we do we have a different business model than everybody else we we're like kings of the physical medium spotify doesn't get the streaming service they don't get shit i don't put my albums out for free right. the day that it's released like i'll oh, just push a fucking button and everything's free you know and and all these you know management and publicists like you have to put everything on spotify the distributor and i'm like i don't give a fuck what anybody says no you know right. our supporters know that the physical product is the best looking product in the business we have the best looking art highest i mean the, the, the booklets are packed full of shit right. highest quality all kinds of collector shit and people have been supporting us so we only put out the songs that are um, released on music videos to Spotify and, and the other streaming platforms. And, you know, you're just like, Hey man, if you want to hear the songs, you got to support the band and, and buy this stuff. But we, you know, as we're, we're in a little bit of a delay because of the production and supply chain shit to releasing the next stuff. Uh, so we're like, all right, you know, this song is all the people that all the, the press and the fans They'd already heard that song. All the reviews—if you reviewed on, review the reviews on Conquered Lands—they all talk about the ballad, right? The twenty-two guy, and that never happens. Like um, most reviews are like, "Yeah, they got a ballad; that's okay," and they slide right by it on the. I mean, almost everyone said, "Fuck, this song is killer," and then the fans <laughs> loved it. So we're like, "Okay, we gotta kind of, you know, maybe we should let this one out to the public." We didn't put it on streaming; we just put it out on YouTube, right? And um, we kind of just let it organically kind of do its thing we didn't do a huge big press push on it and um so people are just like fuck i mean we gotten all kinds of
1: yeah veterans, so.
0: especially you know hitting us up like man this fucking really hit home and so it's cool uh, it's uh, it's I, I love the track i love how my voice sounds all mellow like that i gotta do i gotta do some more singing like that <laughs> you touched on it and
1: i think it's 100 percent true i love your model because i'm old school i think just kind of like yourself and i looked forward to the you know the tuesdays go buy the record come home and look at the artwork read where it came from who produced it who they thanked and even like (sighs) the art of sequencing that's something that's totally gone now too right because everybody just does one song
0: oh yeah you know that's a big you know we've i have all we can talk later about all the stuff i've got coming out but um yeah, well, you know, the big pig in the track listing, like how they flow into each other. I mean, that's a major component. And there's, you know, a million combinations of this Rubik's Cube. And like, what if we took this one? Yep. You know, we're doing that with the fourth death dealer right now. Like, we had it all laid out. And then we started, I'm starting to second guess it. Like, fuck, maybe we should just blast their face with like five speed metal tracks in a row. <laughs> coming right out of the gate but
1: people like my son or kids like my son they don't get that at all because they want that one song for 99 cents
0: and move on yeah well i mean we're you know we're we're our sales are good and our fans are you know they're in for the album experience they there's a lot to sit back on your bed and like look at all kinds of shit and that right now and you, you're not just looking at the album cover you're looking at a ton of material i come from a comic book background too so i'm i'm down with that whole immersion and some of the products that we have coming up are really innovative as far as the the packaging and product part of it um and so that's just going to make that physical experience linked with the music experience that much more engaging that's what i'm all about i don't give a fuck about spotify i don't give a fuck how many followers we have or You know, they're like, oh, well, they'll discover you on Spotify and then they'll buy it. I'm like, why, when they can push a button and listen to it, are they going to go buy the CD? They can listen to it whenever they want, you know, I I, listen to it. I mean, I get people like, how come you're not on Spotify? Like, Hey man, here's the link. It's only 10 bucks and you can actually own it.
1: Right. And listen to it all day long without commercials. Yeah. 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 I don't know. The whole music business has changed. I'm not sure where the model is going, but I applaud you for, for doing the, uh, David versus Goliath, dude. Yeah, but even still, I mean it outside of sales and everything, I think that's the right way to go because it is a whole art form, or at least to me, and maybe I'm a dinosaur hanging on to something no, that's Henry, not really there.
0: Talking, I was talking, I've been talking to like press and you know manufacturing plants. You know, CD sales are fucking up, LP sales are up, CD player sales are up. Cassettes. Cassettes are up. Now they have three inch vinyls. Have you heard about the three inch no. vinyls? They have these mini record players that play three tiny little discs that are records that only have three minutes of music on each side. That's like going crazy.
1: So it's like a 45 ish or like a single.
0: Yeah, but it only can hold three minutes on one side. (laughs) They open up a, but like Iron Maiden and Anthrax just came out with a bunch of them. They all sold out. You got to check it out. It's fucking cool as shit. And it's a tiny little like GI Joe record player, man. It's hilarious.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe you're right, but I still think the we're fighting an uphill battle, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I still want to listen to my, pop my needle on my record and listen to the way it was, you know, you envisioned it right from the beginning.
0: Yeah, but, um, you know, it may be an uphill battle, but I, you know, these uh, these bands that just like throw it all at they work all this time and put all this money and effort into it. And then they just, we got to get followers on Spotify. It's It's a fucking joke.
1: Yeah. What do you guys have planned for? Are you guys planning any live stuff, or is it still too early?
0: We have a festival next March that we're doing with Death Dealer, um, uh, and then we're, you know we're just waiting to see. We are definitely want a tour. We because when we the last tour we did, we had the second album out, but we didn't really play much off Hollowed Ground, the second album. And so we got like all those cool songs to choose from now. Now we got the third album songs to choose from. So we do, um, what we do have coming we haven't really formally announced this yet, but you know, I've kind of leaked it out there. We have an EP that's coming out that's already done and, uh, and being manufactured right now called fuel injected suicide machine. Wow. And it's kind of a Mad Max vibe and it's super cool. Um, the management just said, hey, man, we, let's do an EP. EPs are kind of cool right now, which we yeah. didn't know when we started doing it. So we took some songs, like after we finished the third album, like me and Stu just kept writing like crazy, like every day. And so the fourth, the Conquered Lands album is a third Death Dealer album. We already finished the fourth Death Dealer album. It's totally done. Oh, wow. The fifth Death Dealer album is almost done. And we, all, and we have an EP. So we have fucking a lot Death of content far as the eye can see. And it's all just ripping. I mean, Stu and I have been writing a lot of insane like thrash songs. You know, so, you know, Ross is just like we send these tracks to Ross. He's like, holy fuck, like what the fuck's getting into you guys? Like (laughs) I know it sounds like Exodus, but fuck it, man. And so it's cool. So the fourth that you know I'm really excited about the EP because the packaging again is fantastic. Um we, are, we have a thing that we're starting to do now. It kind of comes from the comic book um, industry that um, hasn't really trickled into the record industry, but we're doing variant um, covers now. Like, there, we have variant artwork, uh, different, completely different artwork um, editions of the products coming out right now. So it's like one in, you know, there'll be like one in 10 or one in six vinyls you know the very there there'll be a variant available so for the collectors so like, they
1: could get six different yeah.
0: versions of it yeah i mean well like not six but we're not gonna make it fucking ridiculous but like right well, whatever right got a yellow vinyl and a gold vinyl and a blue fucking you know instead of doing the color of the disc we're gonna actually create some brand new variant artwork and that's like big in the comic book industry the comic book industry they do like 30 fucking variants it's insane
1: really
0: yeah but but we're gonna i think i think it'll be cool for the real collector and we're not gonna go we're gonna make like you know a hundred so it will be uh it's not gonna be like oh fuck we'll just print them to the end no it'll be like this is it there's a hundred and then we're not making any more no matter how many people fucking want it you know right so that's i think that'll be kind of fun coming up um so and then the fourth dealer album which we don't have a title for yet um i i think this is this that's my favorite one we've ever done i love you know i love the three we've done i love the ep but this fourth one is just like fuck dude we wrote some i can't wait to get that out that'll probably be february or some shit right
1: well just uh, in time to get on the road
0: then yeah there's death dealer as far as the eye can see people are gonna be so fucking sick of death dealer that's Uh, good keep
1: yourselves out there (laughs) right that's all i've got did i miss anything you want to cover
0: um, we could just real quick. I mean, some of the other stuff that I personally am involved with, you know, we have a uh, cage is, you know, my main San Diego band been around since 1992. Uh, and we have our eighth album coming out, which, you know, we haven't, the last time we put out was 2014. That was a horror concept King diamond kind of thing called ancient evil. And because of all the other bands and, you know, Denner Sherman and, death dealer and the three tremors we've been kind of sidetracked and so we're finally you know we have a lot of fans because we though we have some big award-winning albums from the past and so we're finally getting ready to do uh to put out the next one that's got an insane uh product component when you when you when we got to talk about this one i'll I'll, i can let you know when we're when what it is off the off the record um and then um we've got uh, the new three tremors out. like, we talked about earlier is completely done. Um, so I've done a shit ton of record. Requ- I mean, I, I'll put my product, my production level uh, during the pandemic against anybody's man. I've done like a hundred songs or something. So you have
1: no, not much downtime at all. You're going. Dude,
0: it's like, if I'm sitting there, you know, watching a TV show, I'm like, fuck, I need to be working on the blah, blah, blah. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like that. But um, so, you, and it's all, you know, it's, it's yeah, everyone says this, but it's like, there's no, just like, eh, that song's okay. It's all just like smashing great. I love, you know, you, you got, as a musician, you got to write the stuff for yourself. You have to like, you know, if it gives you the goosebumps and you want to hear your own track and like, fuck yeah, that's, you need to be self-satisfying. And if other people happen to like it, then that's, that's just an added bonus. And my barometer for, for using that as my guy has served me well in the past because, you know, people are like, fuck yeah. And you know, the people I've leaked the stuff to are, are digging it. So um it's cool, man. I got a lot of great stuff coming out and uh, steel cartel records. Um, you I've been doing, and then the other thing I've been doing is the metal daily news, man. I've been doing this, like I've lagged on it, but I was doing it every day for a while. Like the last week, I need to get another episode that, where I just kind of pick the sto- the latest stories of, And in the metal news, and I kind of turned them into um, Saturday Night Live, you know. That's so
1: funny you said that. I've been wanting to do that forever, but I do a million other things as well, and I can never find a time. It's sitting on my, you know, to-do list. I'll have to check some of that out because that was definitely on my list.
0: Dave Ellison gave me a lot of of good. um, Oh, I imagine so. So it's like I'm bad. By the time I, I keep going and people find out about more about it, I'm sure I'll be hated by every metal person in the in, in the world because I'm like bagging on everybody, <laughs> but it's it's all in good fun. It's like you know, weekend update of Saturday Night Live, a heavy yeah. metal. And that's it- on the, the YouTube channel, uh Steel Cartel.
1: Steel Cartel. i yeah. have to check it out because I definitely have wanted to do something funny like that, or even I actually had an idea of trying to do something like uh funniest videos of mishaps on stage or just something to bring some humor to the scenes that's pretty cool check
0: it out and let me know what you think and then and then it has an intro video and and an 18 second intro song that Stu marshall did that i call the best 18 second song in heavy metal history so um at least you want to check it out for that alone
1: awesome thank you my friend i appreciate your time be well keep up the good work i appreciate your work
0: Good fun, man. Let's uh, let's talk when we get some of these products out coming Absolutely. up. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Be well, Bye, Take care.
1: The number you have reached is one hundred point seven WMMs.
0: It wasn't just a radio station; it was a lifestyle. It is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah, down the wrath of the buzzer WMMs.
1: The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.